time when things are shifting. We're going to be, be a new world order. We've got to lead it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, what's up, everybody? It is Tuesday, February 21st, and we welcome you to tonight's broadcast. I am your host, Ricky Scaparro, the founder and the voice of End Time Headlines. And if you're new to the broadcast on any platform in which you're watching from and which you're able to comment, let us know in the comment section below that you are new and this is your first time joining us. So tonight, uh, we want to welcome you to the broadcast and I'm going to talk about an interesting topic. Uh, I want to take you on a journey to the past. I want to take you back to last year. And if you remember last year, NASA was very uh, adamant on creating a deterrent or some type of system in which they could either A, detect asteroids before making collision with the earth or even do and carry out uh, what we've seen on the big screen in films such as Armageddon and Deep Impact, where they send some type of rocket or a missile or some type of system up into space to uh, deter an asteroid, knock it off course of, of t- maybe a possible collision of earth or or destroy it altogether. And remember, I don't know if you remember this or not, so we're going to take you down this and we're going to show you why that could we, and this is the question, could we have a, a small, and I don't want to say uh, a large impact because I don't think we will be here to see an impact on a scale of biblical proportions until we get into the tribulation. And being that I don't believe that we're in the tribulation yet, I don't think that uh, Wormwood, and that's really the asteroid that in which I would be referring to, I don't believe that that asteroid is uh, going to be uh, hitting the earth anytime soon. But the question does have to arise, could we see smaller impacts such as the event that took place in Shalyabinsk, Russia uh, nine years ago back in 2013 when a according to the report a 65 foot and this is an estimated size 65 foot asteroid entered the earth's atmosphere over this region over uh, over Russia this was back in February 15 2013 uh, it was moving at 12 miles per second when it struck the protect, protective blanket of air around our planet or the atmosphere, which did its job and caused the asteroid to explode. This is according to Earth Sky. The bright, hot explosion took place only about 20 miles above the, the city of Chalabinsk in Russia and carried 20 to 30 times the energy of the Hiroshima atomic bomb. The impact of this just entering the atmosphere and exploding over the atmosphere shook 
and shook homes, broke windows, and knocked down parts of buildings across six Russian cities. Furthermore, it caused over 1,500 people to actually have to seek medical attention for injuries, mostly from flying glass from the broken window. I'm going to show you uh, a little bit of this, a picture of this. This is Again, this was a, a photograph of this caught when it was streaking through the sky. This great, this huge fireball. Again, it was an asteroid. There's an estimated 60 miles long and it broke through the Earth's atmosphere. And again, it caused a lot of damage. And this thing, they didn't even see this thing coming. This is the key uh, that I want you to pay attention to that we're discussing today on our topic. NASA never discovered this. Until it was too late. They never discovered this. They never saw it until after it literally came in and broke through the Earth's atmosphere. So NASA has been scurrying and they've been racing against the clock before time runs out to try to prevent uh, another incident that would be far worse uh, than this one. And for example, um, I'm going to show you this article. This is from Time Magazine. Now, this was of last year. Remember I told you that they're frantically working on a system or some type of uh, mechanism to try to prevent something like this from happening. So they created what was called a uh, what was called DART, D-A-R-T, and it stood for Double Asteroid Redirection Test. Um. Back in October of 2022, NASA spent over $330 million to send a refrigerator-sized spacecraft 7 million miles into space and strike an asteroid. And it was, uh, and according to them, they it was successful. It was launched... Uh, it was launched last November. Again, it was reported back in October, but carried out November. Um, and it crashed into an asteroid named Dimorphos. And it crashed into it at 14,000 miles an hour. This asteroid was a, a, a roughly around 2,560 fair, excuse me, 2,560 foot in diameter making it one revolution around its parent rock every 11 hours and 55 minutes. The purpose of this collision, according to NASA and Time magazine, was to see if the dart's impact could nudge Dimorphos, speeding it up slightly and shortening its orbit around Didmus. Neither Didmorphos or Didmus pose any danger to Earth, but the other asteroids out there, and I want to highlight that other asteroids out there do pose a potential collision risk to our planet. So now keep that in mind when I show you this next article. This is from the dailymail.com. Look at this headline. You guys that are watching or listening by Apple or Spotify want to read this to you. Quote, invisible asteroids could strike the earth at any minute. This is according to a new a warning from scientists who are now warning that an unknown number of space rocks could be heading for Earth and be hidden by the glare of our sun. In other words, these go undetected. 
by these massive satellite systems, these uh, these uh, um, the satellite systems and the telescopes that NASA has to detect these things, but they can't look beyond the glare of the sun. I'm going to read a little bit of this article to you. Uh, and I, and trust me, when we get through this, you'll understand why I'm talking about this today, because I believe that it could be possible that NASA knows a little bit more than what they're letting on. And we, and we could have just had a little bit of a taste or uh, a foreshadow of that over the last week or two. And we're going to get into that in just a moment. It was the biggest asteroid to strike Earth in more than a century, yet no one saw this, again, this meteor that we just discussed in 2013 in Russia. This was the largest asteroid to strike Earth in more than a 100 years, and no one saw it coming. When the space rock smashed into Western Russia in, in February of 2013, Again, it generated a shockwave as strong as 35 Hiroshima atomic bombs and again left more than 1,600 people injured. So the question arose, how could this not have been detected? How did we miss this? The answer, according to experts, is that it was hidden by the glare of the sun. Worse still, it will not be the only one, according to scientists, according to the experts. And I put that in parentheses, the experts, as they warned that an unknown number of asteroids could be heading for Earth undetected. Stop. Again, they're telling us that it may not be one, but a number of them could be heading this way. Let me rephrase that. Could they be heading this way? And they do know this, but they're not letting us fully know that this is happening or that it's going to happen. And could it be possible that it is multiple asteroids on a lar- even larger than the Russia event? And because I want to, I want to preface something here real quick is that many times when you have a large event coming, a large asteroid, many times before the large event gets to the earth or to its impact zone before it are smaller asteroids in front of it. Come on, y'all. Let me go back to uh, Armageddon. Let's go to um, deep impact. Let's talk about uh, Greenland. Uh, let's talk about what is that movie that just came out on Netflix? It was a Netflix, Netflix original look up. Was it look up or don't look up or something like that? That's what those movies were based on. It was something that just came out of the blue. It happened so quickly. They didn't see it coming and boom, it was there. And remember there was the smaller impacts before the large scale event. Now, I'm not here to say to you today that um, that Wormwood is right around the corner. But what I'm saying is if Worm, if and when, or I shouldn't say if, but when, when Wormwood does take place, I believe it's safe to say that there is going to be a precursor to that. There's going to be uh, smaller asteroids that are going to precede that or um, that are going to be like the forefront of that to come. 
Because again, in every event like that, that's what you see. You always see that coming because it it's pulling. Listen, don't ask me to explain all this in detail because I am definitely not an expert in that field. I'm just telling you, I'm I'm giving you, uh, excuse me, but my uh, my Kentucky translation of this i am born and raised in kentucky so i did not go you know i didn't uh i I didn't graduate from nasa i didn't go into the space program so i didn't uh study in astronomy to the point where i have understanding of this on that level i'm just giving it to you as simple and as plain as i can from a kentucky boy that i can make it let me go back to the article. Asteroids the size of the meteor that struck Earth from Russia rough, roughly early uh, every 50 to 100 years. Let me say that again. Asteroids the size of the one that struck Russia. They take place roughly every 50 to 100 years. Again, this was according to a, Euro, a European Space Agency head of planetary defense. Yes, we have a planetary defense system. Injuries caused by air burst or similar events could be prevented if people are informed of an oncoming or oncoming, excuse me, impact and its predicted effects. Now, when I, when I read that, I, it made me think of an article that we covered, uh, several years ago and it was, uh, several sources, uh, cited this, uh, research. And I want to share with you, this is one source. This is from uh, Christianity Today. Uh, listen to this. Here's the article. New research may have indicated that Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, again, this is not uh, supported by many scholars, not even some archaeologists. But there is a, a fringe group out there that believe that Sodom and Gomorrah were, was actually destroyed by a meteor. What? Let me explain it. Let's read a little bit of this. A fireball exploded over the northern shore of the Dead Sea around 1650 BC, according to the findings of a multidisciplinary team of 21 scientists. So this is a board of 21 scientists. The explosion laid waste to the entire lower Jordan River Valley, showing Dead Sea saltiness that ruined agriculture for several hundred years. The huge 100-acre city located in what is today called Tal al-Hammam, east of the Jordan River, was destroyed, along with a dozen other smaller cities and multiple, multiple small villages. They were abandoned and uninhabited for hundreds of years. Now, according when uh, reading on with this, this is uh, the this group of scientists believe this could be the possible location of the cities of the plains in Genesis 19. The highly technical report uh, that was originally published in Scientific Reports, credited in an online peer-reviewed journal, and and already assessed more than one hundred thousand times, noted in conclusion that similar similarity to the biblical account of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. There are no known ancient writings or books of the Bible other than Genesis that describe again what could be the uh, what could be construed as the destruction of a city by a quote airburst impact event. Again, this is exactly what happened 
in the atmosphere over Russia in 2013, but on a much larger scale, so much so that the airburst event of a meteor coming through the plains of the uh, of Sodom and Gomorrah, that again, it, it wiped out the entire cities of the plains. Now, I'm not telling you today that I believe this event. Uh, you know, we got to go back. When we go back to the scriptures of Genesis 19, it says that God rained fire and brimstone out from heaven. Now, you got to put yourself in the writer of this, uh, Moses, which many believe Moses is the one who wrote uh, this account and give an account of this. He is describing something that he is seeing in his day. So to him, it looks as if God is raining fire and brimstone, brimstone from heaven. So you've either, you've either got three scenarios here. Either it's literal fire and brimstone that God is sending out of heaven, which I've never seen that happen before ever. And in any kind of books of history or whatever, when it comes to disasters or weather related events. However, another hypothesis is that it was the uh, reaction of, or the direct result of a volcanic eruption, which by the way, there just so happens to be uh, active volcanoes in the Dead Sea region right there where this event could have taken place. So some scholars believe that it was an actual volcanic eruption that took place. And this would explain why there was so much salt there and that Lot's wife was turned into a pillar of salt. But then just, just for sake of conversation today, you know, and topic, you have this other hypothesis from this group and team of scientists that believe that uh, this Sodom and Gomorrah was the event of an airburst impact event of an asteroid that broke through the atmosphere. So, uh, guys, to me, this is intriguing. Okay, so I don't want to, you know, we don't want to cause cause debate. Well, no, it was this. No, brother Ricky, it was this. To me, this stuff is intriguing. It's interesting to me. But I want to go back to. Again, the warning. This is what I don't want you to miss, guys. If you want to draw anything from this, listen to what I'm saying here. NASA is warning. Is anyone paying attention? NASA is making the warning to us that there is coming asteroids that may, if, could, might be, strike striking the earth in the future now again we know that the earth will not take a asteroid that would be called a dinosaur killer or an uh, ele uh, extinction level event we know that that cannot happen because again uh, as long as we're not in the tribulation that cannot take place but when we get into the book of Revelation, it talks about a, uh, let me just pull it up for you. Now, this is Revelation chapter 8, verses 10 and 11. Here's what it says. Then the third angel sounded and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of this star is Wormwood. The result of this is a third of the waters will become wormwood that's bitter and many men died from the water because it was made bitter. Now there's two Greek words here that I have to pull out here. The first one is the word star here. 
The word star in Greek is aster, A-S-T-E-R, aster in Greek. And it's the root where we get the root word asteroid. So it's of my opinion, and there's many other biblical scholars that would come in agreement with me, that this star is not like what we see as a star, what we understand as a star in the universe, but it's an actual asteroid because of the Greek the, the original Greek language, aster, or where we get asteroid. So again, that's one word. Number two, the word wormwood is a Greek word for bitter. So it, again, John is saying here that in the future, in the book of Revelation, when we get to, and by the way, this happens in the first 42 months of the tribulation. He says that there, he said he saw an asteroid falling from heaven, coming out of heaven. It looked like a burning torch. This is all depictions of asteroid when they're, when they're coming through the heavens and it strikes, it hits the earth according to John. And if uh, it impacts a third of the rivers of the spring and it turns in bitter, or in other words, they're undrinkable. Hello, kind of like, in Palestine, Ohio, from the disaster that has took place there recently, the water's undrinkable. Yeah, I know the EPA says it's not, but I wouldn't be drinking it. But I'm just saying that's just me. But nevertheless, imagine a third of the rivers, the tributaries of the springs of the of, of the earth becoming undrinkable. And the Bible says that many men died from the water because it was made bitter. So in other words, uh, there'll be people that will be in vessels and ships. They will probably be living on the coastlands or whatever, and they'll die from the, uh, the tsunami waves, the impacts of it. And then those that would try to drink these waters, they, it poisons the waters and they drink them and they're, so it leaves many dead. What am I talking about today? I'm talking about there again, there will be an asteroid strike the earth in the tribulation called Wormwood called bitter and it will be devastating and it will be what some would describe as an extinction level event. It will be so horrific that it will be unlike anything we've ever seen in our lifetime and our children's lifetime and our grandchildren's lifetimes. But NASA is warning that there could be other asteroids behind the sun of the glare of the sun. Now, I will say that it's very possible that some of these might strike the earth and cause a lot of damage. Um, now it won't be on the scale of wormwood, but again, it could still cause a lot of damage. And just like the event in Russia, just like we saw in if, and this is a big if, if those 21 board that board of 21 scientists are correct and it was an asteroid that came out of heaven and it wiped out the cities of the plains then guys this could happen again i'll remind you that uh according to isaiah 17 there is a capital of syria called damascus and the bible says it will become a ruinous heap 
Now, we've always assumed that it will become a ruinous heap from a war, uh, an earthquake, a disaster. But again, this is one example. Who knows? Look what just happened to Turkey and Syria. They just suffered a mega quake. And it has killed over 35,000 plus. And they just got hit with another another earthquake in the midst of this. So again, and it's wiping out. And the, the experts are saying right there, if this fault slips at just a little bit to a certain degree, a little bit here or there, it could actually wipe Lebanon off the map. So this is, again, what are we talking about? We're talking about perilous times. We're talking about things that we need to be paying attention to. Now, the problem is, and you've got another whole group of people out there called the Flat Earth Society, and they don't believe any of this stuff. They don't believe in what happened in Russia. They don't believe in, they don't believe that no asteroids can penetrate the Earth whatsoever because they're, because they call, because they're saying the, they can't get past the firmament. So again, it's, so they believe all the asteroids and the fireballs and the, the meteorites and stuff. This is all CGI and it's, and it's false and it's not real. I'm telling you, a wake up call's coming. Now, I gotta get, we gotta move on. How far? I'm 27 minutes into this. Now, the reason why I say today that we need to be paying attention and that NASA could actually be withholding information from us is because I don't know, in case you didn't know, there was two locations in the past week where in which an asteroid that wasn't spotted beforehand. We didn't see it coming. We weren't warned about it until literally it broke through the Earth's atmosphere and was seen firsthand. Let me take you to the first one. This one happened right here in the United States, and it was over Texas. NASA confirms now this is extraordinary a 1,000 pound meteoroid measuring two feet in diameter think about that two feet in diameter and it weighed a thousand pounds the density of that is mind-blowing but nevertheless it come crashing to earth over texas with a huge boom broke into meteorites as residents uh as residents homes were shook residents of mccallan Texas reported hearing a loud boom. Again, this was reported back on uh, the 17th of February. And the the asteroid broke into small pieces and scattered with some fragments um, of one kilogram. Although no damage was reported, terrified locals assumed it was an earthquake and and shared stories on social media of their homes being shaken by impact. Here's a little bit more on that. Tonight, across central Texas, many are asking, did you see it? That fire in the sky that some say caused a sonic boom. We heard an explosion here on 5-7. You can see the fireball on this dash cam video, and look at it here on this police cruiser cam. NASA confirming to ABC News it was a meteor. Four feet long, 4,000 pounds, traveling 55,000 miles per hour. 
it looked like it was across, like in, in towards uh, Mexico. Just last week, people in several states saw fireballs racing through the sky. And overseas, check out this one streaking over Japan. NASA estimates nearly 50 tons of meteorite reach our atmosphere every single day. The reason we don't have to wear helmets? The vast bulk of it burns up in the atmosphere. But massive space rocks sometimes do hit and hit big, like last year in Russia. The shockwave blowing out windows, hundreds injured. And right now, the time to be looking up. Three different meteor showers peppering Earth, meaning we'll see more of these images that are out of this world. So that was over Texas and the United States. Then, But before that event, we had an event that took place over Europe. Uh, during the Super Bowl that took place on February, uh, what was it, 12, 13, somewhere around there, the Europeans had their own spectacle. Early Monday morning, a bright flash streaked across the skies over Western Europe as an asteroid discovered just hours earlier. Again, didn't know about it, didn't foresee it coming, it was only discovered hours before it made impact on Earth's atmosphere. The asteroid that was dubbed SAR 2667 was first detected on the evening of February 12th by an astronomer from Hungary. He told Space.com that he found the asteroid during a routine near-Earth object hunt using a two-foot telescope. It was, quote, immediately obvious that it was an NEO, but it wasn't particularly fast across the sky as it was heading right towards us and it was faint. After additional observatories confirmed its existence and its trajectory, European Space Agency operations put out a statement Sunday evening saying the one-meter meteoroid was expected to, quote, safely strike the atmosphere over northern France later in the night. So in conclusion here, to conclude what we're talking about, in Luke 21, Jesus himself said that there would be great earthquakes in various places, famines, pestilences. And I want to show you the scripture. Let me pull this up. This is again, this is in Luke 21, verse 11. He said there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. So I believe, again, if we're paying attention, guys, they are warning us and they're letting us know in advance that I believe there is things coming. And, and here, again, here is two. I just go. I just showed you two examples of asteroids that were discovered merely literally hours before impact or at the very event of the impact. Nobody knew about it. Nobody saw it coming. We were not forewarned about it. So who's to say, friend, that something on a larger scale, something larger than the Russian event, the event that took place in 2013, who's to say that something like that cannot break our atmosphere and cause catastrophic damage that we've not seen in our lifetime? So I want to leave you with this. This is not to promote fear. This is to, to, to prepare to Jesus said in Luke 21, 28, 
when you begin to see all these things coming to pass, he said, look up and lift up your heads for our redemption is surely drawing near. This is what, this is what the Lord is saying. Everything that we're telling you about today, the, the prophecies that are being foretold, the events that are happening before your eyes, everything is falling into place because it has to happen in order to usher in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So the big question is above all this tonight is, are you ready for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to make his appearance? Are you ready for him to split that Eastern sky? Are you ready for that trumpet to sound? Listen, if you're not, then that is far more important than you having information and knowledge and even revelation. You need to have a a personal relationship with the creator of the universe. You need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I want to give you that opportunity tonight before we leave this broadcast. If you're watching tonight, you're listening tonight, you were invited in here. Somebody tagged you in this broadcast and you're away from God or you don't know God. I want to give this uh, invitation right now in the mighty name of Jesus, right where you're at. Won't you repent of your sins? Confess your sins before him. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ to wash you and cleanse you of all your sins tonight. Put your faith and your trust in him. Ask him to lead you, guide you, and direct you from this day forward and all the days of your life. Put your complete whole trust in him. Let him guide you, lead you, and direct you. Get into, get you a Bible, get into the Word, and begin to read the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Read the New Testament. Get into that so you can learn the characteristics, the attributes, and the, the, learn, the, 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 learn more about Jesus Christ and why He wants a relationship with you and the plans that He has for your life. God will speak to you through His Word. If you open it up and you and you spend time with Him, God will speak through His Word. We pray and speak to Him. He speaks to us through His Word and through the precious Holy Spirit that will only confirm the Word. So if you made that decision tonight, we, we, we uh, applaud, we celebrate with all of heaven tonight for the one sinner that said yes to Christ in Jesus' name. Come on, do you receive this tonight? Amen and amen. Listen, guys, intimeheadlines.org, intimeheadlines.com. That's going to be our main website. If you've not downloaded our free app, we want to give you that opportunity to download it tonight. It's free, available on your Play Store, either Apple or Android, wherever, whatever, whichever device you have, just go in and type in Intime Headlines, download it, hit yes to push notifications, and be notified of every headline and every podcast. Listen, for you guys who already have the app and had it for a while, we uh, uh, our tech team is in the process right now of upgrading this app to make it more user-friendly. So there is a little bit, of, if you notice a little bit of a delays or some glitches on the app, this is only temporary. We're working the bugs out. We're going to have uh, a better font. It's going to be a bigger font. It's going to be more user-friendly, more easier to read. It's going to be easier to access articles. All this is going to be a great blessing to all of you guys. And here's the good news. It's free. 
There's no charge to any of you guys. Uh, we just want you to keep up to date with what's going on around the world from a prophetic perspective and our ministry. And this is all a gift for you and it's free to you. And listen, if this ministry is a continual source of blessing to you and you wish to support this ministry with a gift of any amount, we want to give you that opportunity tonight. You can give two different ways. You can give electronically through the app or you can give by check or by money order. And you, if you do that by check or money order, you can make it out to right there on your screen. End time headlines, P.O. Box 1391. That's Monroe, Georgia, 30655. As always, guys, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming on to the broadcast tonight. Again, don't forget to share. Hit the like button. Hit the bell. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, share it on Spotify and Apple, wherever you listen or watch our broadcast from. We're going to sign off for this Tuesday, February 21st. We'll be off tomorrow on the 22nd. We'll be right back here in the studio on the 23rd. And we've got a great, encouraging, equipping message coming up this week. And we'll give you some more uh, further into that when we get on Thursday and Friday. Until then, may the Lord bless you, may he keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.